Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. It's the, the current view, then and now, I should say, because we look back at football in the olden days, and we look forward in the now to uh, the present day. How are you, TC? Are you OK? Other than weather being cold and damp, it's horrible, and not it? too bad. Yeah, it's horrible. It's bloody cold up here, and the winter's setting in. Well, this I is think th- we may be in for a cold one this, this winter, Gabby. This is the thing up north. It is colder up north than it is down. I'm not in south. We're, we're halfway uh, in the middle of the country in Birmingham. And uh, them Cockneys and them uh, people that live in Kent and Essex and down the coast in Dover and Cornwall, they get that. They get all the good bits, don't they? They're very well looked after in yeah, terms of weather. They, they have it easy, you know. You know. Soft no, no, Southerners, I, mean, I think you used to call them. They do have it easy because they have the better weather. Absolutely. Absolutely, TC. Part 94 this week, TC. Incredible, isn't it? It is. And guys, if you're listening to the free version, which is the first half on Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a patron, a supporter of the podcast, uh, just click on to patreon.com forward slash SRB Media, and you can link up with the show via Twitter, at Current View, or on Facebook, The Current View. And thank you so much for all your support. It's greatly appreciated. As always, TC, we start the podcast with the magic moments, and my word, have we got some this week. Listen, it, get, it, does, it doesn't get any better than this week. It can't get any better than this week. You know, there's been that many magic moments, you know, the vision of some players, obviously, to see those killer passes. Yep. You know, it's untrue. But I I always go for a goal, in a sense, because, obviously, it's that what can either win or save you a game. And, you know, there's been some great performances, great goals. I mean, Liverpool destroying Man United. <laughs> Most Salah at this moment in time is he the best player in the world at this yes. moment in time? You know, arguably he's the best player in the world, but where he's performing, it's you know, it's going to have to take someone really, really special uh, performance to, to out, uh, outclass him or outshine him. But my magic moment, I'm going to go with Tillman's goal at uh, Brentford. It was it was an unstoppable shot, you know, um, and. To be honest about Leicester, I mean, it was a great result for them last week and there were some great goals in that game last week. But uh, I'm going with Tilden's goal. But there's that many you could pick, you know. You could be here all night just talking about the goals and the magic moments because there is some magic, great moments this moment in time in we the should, Premier League. We should just do a podcast, the magic moments of the week or the magic moments of the month. And while I'm talking about magic moments, we're going to be talking about Book Corner shortly. We've got a part two of Book Corner with Andy 
from myfootballbooks.com where we talk for an hour, probably an hour and a half if I'm absolutely honest, about books of the past, books of now and books that are coming out. And I really look forward to that because I just enjoy and look forward to talking to you and talking to Andy about football. Uh, my magic moments were I sourced TC. I couldn't believe the Liverpool game. I posted up on my Facebook account probably after about six minutes. I'm regretting back in Liverpool um, with Mo Salah to score at any time and to win 2-1. I didn't think that they'd absolutely smash United. But how bad were United? Because Liverpool weren't that brilliant. I told Jock, I told Jock and, and, and Tom, yeah. this could be a cricket score. This. Yeah, it was, yeah. After about five minutes, mm. you know, they were all over the place. Yeah. You know, I'm more I'm, I'm more for the players than I am for managers because you play to managers' orders, mm. you know. But I, I don't mean to be rude to, to, to any player because it's, you know, it's so easy for us to sit and watch it on TV or to be in a ground and watch it and, and criticise. But Linderhoff is not at that level for me. He's no, not. not. And he's causing... I mean, a lot of people blame Maguire, but I've seen Linderhoff enough and it can cause problems in the team. Having said that, United were absolutely appalling. They were shocking. To say that is the biggest club in the world and to perform like that, uh, they were all over all over, play, all over the place. And that's the worst performance I have seen from here a Man United uh, team in, in, in my life. I remember them getting beat 6-0 or something like that at Southampton mm. and they wanted to blame the shirts on what have you. But that, mm. that was a performance. You know, you just, that, it was unrecognisable for uh, for a Manchester United or for a, a Premier League team at that level. You know, when you look at a, you know, a top four team mm. uh, to put on a performance like that. But I mean, you are about Liverpool. <clears throat> I thought I thought Liverpool played it exceptionally well. Yeah, played well, yeah. But how do you, you know, United were that bad. Mm-hmm. You can't take nothing away from Liverpool. The Mo Salah, this moment in time, he's oh, just, yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he certainly yeah. is. And and I thought there was, I mean, this type of result has been coming for some time. And and Paul Scholes was absolutely spot on in his assessment after the game in midweek uh, against Atalanta. 2-0 down at half-time, and he was he, he was shocked. But in a way, he wasn't shocked because he'd seen that result coming because the way United have been playing, it was only a matter of time. And he did say, if you play like this against Liverpool, it could be three or four at half-time. I he's, said, he's I, spot on. I said same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I said same thing on Wednesday yeah. in the game itself. Mm-hmm. I said to Jock, and Jock, I must admit, Jock did the same thing. United will still beat these. Yeah. But I said they'll get beat on Saturday because mm. Leicester stuck four past them. Villa yeah. stuck two past them. Yeah. Um, Atalanta got two past them, and some of them goals. I mean, the Leicester goals. Some of those Leicester goals were, were cracking goals. I won't. Mm. I won't but it, it's still great teams should be able to prevent uh, prevent lots of things happening in the game. And United look all over the place. Uh, and it's both goals are right, and I'm not. But I was saying here to, to these two, these will get absolutely. I mean, and, and I've, I said it from from day one, they haven't played anyone yet. Yeah. You know, Leicester yeah. is the most is is a, is the toughest game to play up until up until uh, Liverpool Sunday. Mm. You know, I mean, where would you start? I, 
new if manager. You come in, if a new manager comes in, yeah. if a new manager comes in, he's starting from scratch. I must admit. And Are they that bad, been... though? So you, so you look at them players. If they were on the market, they'd be going for a lot of money, some of them players. Gabby, Gabby, the, the team itself is a good team. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're far wrong. Mm-hmm. You've got to have an elite manager. Spot on, exactly. You've got to have an elite yeah. manager. Secondly, or firstly, when it, when a manager goes in, either way, right? If somebody coming, if somebody were taking over from within, the first thing that, that guy needs to do is pick his best eleven and stick with it. Yeah. Man United haven't got the players to chop and change. Mm. You know, he doesn't know his best eleven. You've you've eight, there's hundred sixty thousand pounds of the talent on bench. Bob, eighty million. Sancho, Sancho, 80 million. Can't get a game. I mean, Van der Beek, they bought Van der Beek in, in the summer. I mean, what a waste of, of a signing that, that appears to be. Yeah, is a, well, it is for bad? Van der Beek. He ain't had a sniff. I mean, you yeah, know, if, yeah. you, if you're Van der Beek and you're sitting on that bench, you're thinking, what am I doing? I've signed that if I can't get in that midfield with them pairing there, that McTonamy and, and Fred, then I might as well retire. I think McTominay is a good player. Do I think he's a, a United player? No, mm. I don't. But going back to what you say, what I was trying to say about uh, the Dutch guy. Yeah, Van Dijk. Look, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't their fault. That huh? I didn't their fault because it's the manager. If that manager like you, you will play. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I know you will get the odd times when the manager doesn't like you, mm. but he can't stop you playing because you're playing that well. Yeah. When you're going in, you do well. You know, the team, the team itself, is that disjointed. Yeah, I'm. I don't think it's a bad team. No, I don't. I look, at it, it's not a bad team. I know. But it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. You know, he hasn't. He doesn't pick it. I bet he hasn't picked a team. What's had eight, nine games consistently played together? Mm. He does not know who his best five-a-side no. uh, team is, and that's not going to go at Ollie. Because he's a lovely, lovely bloke. You can see he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Yeah. But I'll tell you all this now. Never forget this. I've played in dressing rooms with big players. But regardless of what they tell me about players today, mm. they're no bigger than Charlie George and John Roberts and uh, Woodcocks and McFarlane's and Todd's and Ball. Listen, they will question the manager if things are not right. Yep. Ollie hasn't got... Who's that going to play if you want? He, he, he was. Same as Trevor Francis. I don't think they're strong enough to handle the big-name players. Spot on. You know, Ferguson, one of the biggest temperamental players that anybody will ever have with Cantona. Yeah. But no, nobody can question, question his ability. Nobody. Mm. From Guardiola to Klopp, to anyone. Fluffy, right? Fergie know how to handle him. And I'm going to say to everyone here now, if Derby County stay up, and Rooney keeps them up. He deserves manager a year. And reason why I've said that mm. is this. Uh, Morrison is a player. Watch, everybody can see. Yep, Rooney has gained the best out of him. And that's what managers, great managers do. Mm. Bielsa does that at Leeds. Now, yeah. Bielsa's got, a, he's got to start to get better players in. Else they will fall by the wayside. He's not his coaching. Yep. The gap is getting bigger, Gabby. The gap is getting bigger in this Premier League. 
And these the, the top four are going to have a majority of these teams. They'll not, they don't know which way to turn, whether to defend or to try and attack. And they've got themselves not really now in the Tiswas because the, 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 these top four teams have got 30, 30, 35 top players. Some of them can't even get onto a bench. Yeah. You can get into a squad. You might get onto a bench. Topics of the week, TC. We're going to be so, talking about that in more depth. Um, so, Rob, so three me, little pieces it's up. In, it's incredible. Uh, what Ollie has done there mm. with those players that he cannot and he cannot get the best out of them. That shows you what I'm talking about. Yep. You have to have elite manager, especially for the elite clubs. And everybody says, it's so, you know, I could do Manchester City and I could do... <laughs> no, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. It's because he's a superstar player. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they need to play. They want to play. You might be able to manage Rochdale, but you wouldn't be able to manage Man City. <laughs> but you see, the thing is with Manchester City, and the, reason, the, the bitter luck they have, and it is a bitter luck they have, they're very rare they lose games. Yeah. So it's, it's very difficult for them other superstars to try and get in team and say, right, well, why are they playing? Because the results are there, aren't yeah. they? And to be fair, he does very well rotating his squad, doesn't he, Pep? Um, he Smith. Does, but he don't, he don't rotate, as, rotate as much as what you all, everybody thinks he does. No, he does, and he does keep to the to the spine of the team, and he he does just tinker with it a little bit and chop and change it and bring. What he does tend to do is bring his subs on early when he's got the game won, and yeah. uh, he, he he does that very well because he he gives them all minutes and keeps them all engaged yeah. in the uh, in the in the in the games. And he's lucky that he's got cup games as well, which I think City, and they're playing tonight or tomorrow, they've got the League Cup. And he takes that very seriously. And, and thankfully he does, because I do think that you should, in all cup competitions, uh, play your best team, take it seriously and try and win it. But uh, I thought you, Man United-Liverpool had shades of Arsenal versus Villa. I thought Villa were absolutely awful. And that system that Dean Smith was trying to play, it just didn't suit those players. They looked like lost boys as well. When he did change it round in the second half, he uh, he did he did find. I, I think he, he he found a little bit of purpose into Villa's play. Okay, the game was already lost by then, but Villa did get it down and. and play a little bit and did make a bit of a fist of it in the second half. The first half, I thought it was boys versus men, similar to uh, to the game on Sunday. I thought Mo that's, Salah... Sorry, go on. Go on. That's what happens, old Gabby. When, oh, yeah, it when, does, when, yeah. You know, people take the foot off. Liverpool took the fit, foot off. They declared it for, yeah, absolutely. You know, same happened with Villa, mm. right? And then Villa get back into the game because of 2-0 down. Yeah. They've got to change it. Yeah, so yeah. Change his sights. You know, we praise Dean Smith, don't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, Tom was shouting. You know, I mean, I don't... We, at the same time, we will criticise him if we think he's got it wrong. Absolutely. I mean, Tom was shouting at the TV screen after about five or six minutes, changed the system. I mean, he watches Villa home and away every week. And he said to me before the kickoff, this system doesn't suit us. If we keep Why playing play like it? that. But exactly. And that's what he was saying. Why play this system? Because it ain't working. And it took him to half time to change it around. And I'm a big fan of Dean Smith. I like Dino. But you look at it and you just think, oh, just why can't you see what everybody else can see? I don't know. I don't know what it is when they become managers. I know. You know, are they trying to find something what makes them a great, you know, inventive of some formation? Yeah. I don't know. I have no the, idea. The basic thing on football is skill, pace, quality, mm. and intelligence. Yeah. And that never changes. 
ever changes in football mm. with the great teams. No, I mean, again, that's the recipe. If you're baking a cake, a football cake, them are the ingredients that you're putting in. But I thought Smith Rowe on Friday night was fantastic. I'm a big fan of him. I thought Mo Salah was tremendous, the best player in the world at this present moment and the most effective player in the world at this present moment in time. A player that I'm not a fan of, I've never been a fan of him, but I thought Henderson's pass for Mo Salah, the fifth goal, I thought that was, I thought it was delightful. I thought it was superb. I thought, I, I didn't realise you could do that, son. What a pass. That, that's what I, That's what happens when you've got the confidence to be able to do it. Yeah. And when sometimes, when you are winning, uh, it, it releases you to have the confidence to go and do it. Mm. But it's a big help when you play with these big teams and you're not getting the pressure from a manager. If, if you try something, it don't come off and then the manager gets on your back. But the great players get it more right, get it right more often than wrong, and they will keep trying it at, at all costs, even if it means they're out of team because they know they'll get an, they'll get another club to go and play for. Absolutely superb. Callum Wilson's goal, I thought, it was brilliant. That overhead kick for Newcastle. Yeah. But my magic moment is uh, Nicky Caden's free kick for Forest Green against Salford. I mean, yeah. what a goal. What a free kick. One of the best free kicks I've seen. So check it out, guys. I have retweeted it from Quest because I'm a big fan of Quest. I like to sit there on a Saturday, Saturday night, uh, nice glass of red and watch all the goals going in from the, the right. lower divisions. Championship League 1 and League 2. And while we're talking Talking about the uh, EFL, a little bit of an update. Championships looking between three teams, Bournemouth, Fulham and West Brom. League One, I'm, I really am a big fan of uh, of Plymouth and Ryan Lowe. I think he's done a tremendous job yeah, there. Yeah, we both are. Yep. Wigan are looking good as well as Wickham and Sunderland. And in League Two, Forest Green. Uh, Port Vale and uh, Northampton Town are the uh, early pacemakers, but you know there's there's competitive games in all them leagues, but you I still don't think see Ipswich. The Do yeah. I still think Ipswich will come out of that. Pattern. Yeah, I like the gaffer there at Ipswich. I do. You know, I think he will do well for them, but they've missed so so bad at the moment in time. But I do think, I think if they st- in and around the Christmas, I think they'll have a great run after Christmas then. And Mick McCarthy got the uh, tin tack as well, didn't they? It was coming. Listen, I'm not up. I played against Mick and he always tried to do me. And it's not that I'm against any English coach. You know, playing that way, he's done for years. Has it got him anywhere? Yes, he's had a couple of promotions mm. and things, but he's never got him a chance with a really big club to manage, has it? No, nah, not at all. No. Nah. You know, and nah. so I think I think to myself, and th- th- these are wealthy guys, I, yeah. I sometimes think to myself, when I say this, well, I'm going to go out and play attacking football, it don't mean I'm going to attack, 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 because mm. you've got to be able to defend. Absolutely. I'm not, you know, anybody what thinks, oh, we're going to win every game, I believe we're always going to win a game because I want to believe that. I want to get that into my players' heads if I were the manager. But you've got to understand when you haven't got the ball, you know, the quality that you need into those players' heads. If you can't, if they haven't got it and you can't put it in, then you've got to get other players in. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, well, where are they going to get the money from? There's always players around what can do a job. Right, and for me, McCarthy, mm. they've let themselves down somehow. They've let themselves down because they've done the same thing, and all they've tried to do is keep teams in 
the Premier League, they've managed in there, or trying to get promotion in a certain way. It do not work, does it? No. It's a proven fact now. How many clubs have these guys had? Well, they I don't just... want to criticise them. No, it... I've, been, I've, I've been honest with it. Yeah, again, so you know that if, if somebody gets the sack at the Championship or probably League One, one of the first names that, that comes to the, the fore would be Mick McCarthy or um, it'll be a Sam Allardyce. And it's the, the um, same failed managers and they keep repeating the well, same Sa- cycle. It's... Sam Allardyce uh, won't take won't take all the clubs anymore. But Sam good. won't, no. And, yeah, and, yeah, but and... what I'm going to say is he's never going to get a, a top four club, so he might as well start rethink that again. But we like, being you like a guy what's on radio, on radio, right? Yeah. He's on talk sport. We like the same guy. Yeah, Simon, Simon Jordan. Yeah. That's, yeah. the, that's the guy I'll wait for you to say. Yeah. Simon Jordan went, uh, Mick McCarthy, went like with Wayne Rooney for some unknown reason, he's criticised Wayne Rooney. Mm. Well, that, listen, that's okay because it's opinions. Right? But he praises somebody like Mick McCarthy. And I'm thinking to myself, why does he always praise him? Yeah, I know. Well, he's not, <laughs> but I don't know. It might sound like I'm being critical. Yeah. I'd love to see Mick McCarthy go and win championship at Sheffield Wednesday or something like that. And I'd love to see Mick McCarthy do well and get a big club. Honestly, I do. But for me, they've got to change the way um, how their teams play, how their, te- how their teams are coached. Yeah, I don't think he ever you know, will. I think it's time just to retire. Without winning any major, major Absolutely. Things, Absolutely. Leading goal scorers, TC, in the Championship. Mitrovic on 13 is the league's leading goal scorer in all four divisions at the moment. He'd done half find the back of the net in that Championship, but then when Fulham go up to the Premier League, they tend to sit in the bottom three, bottom six, and again, it's a different game that they play when in the Premier League to what they play in the Championship, and it's not conducive to him scoring goals. Absolutely, Bereton scored ten, and uh, Dominic Solanke. I mean, he's flying. Bournemouth are flying. I do like to watch Bournemouth play. I think they've got some fine footballers, and then in League One, Stockton and Boney, Stockton. Uh, from Morecambe and Boney from uh, Ipswich have both got double figures as well. I mean, the Ipswich guy, when yeah. you look at him, they, they've been giving big... I told you, they let me down Ipswich yeah. about a month ago. Yeah. For about... For a tenner, for mm. about 1,500, 1,700 quid. Yeah. They went 1-0 up against Bolton and mm. Bolton beat 5-2. Yeah. Bolton, I'm going to match since. No, it's incredible, isn't it? And it then you've got a guy who's got 10 <laughs> goals in a team what's conceding goals like you don't know what. I know. It's so just, anyway, it's bonkers football, is it? There's no rhyme or reason. There's, you know. Jimmy uh, Greaves gave it the best name ever. Oh, it's absolutely. a funny old game. <laughs> it's right. a funny old game, TC. Uh, moving on to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. Um, first up, one of uh, a pal of yours, Jerry Armstrong, My Story, My Journey, the official autobiography out soon. Yes, it uh, was. He was looking for names. I mean, I, I, I sent him one. He was, he was pleased with it. But I always said, go with your first thoughts. And I think it's a great. Uh, I think it's a great um, title. My, uh, my story, my journey, into yeah. something like. And know, but, and a decent story and a decent journey and probably the. Um, the. Well, he had a brilliant World Cup, you know. We well, this I mean, is what I'm saying. Absolutely, and he had a brilliant World Cup. I know. Uh, he broke in at round about that time, Norman Whiteside. Yeah. 
you know, but we have been horrible to Ireland. Uh, they weren't a great team. No. But, you know, the journey they had, because of the camaraderie they had between those players, it took them a long way. And Jerry was outstanding in that tournament, you know. Oh, he was. That, well, yesterday, 1982. I mean, that was his pinnacle, wasn't it? You know, if you look at the journey, the, the, the goal he scored against Spain, because they beat Spain 1-0, didn't they, in the 82 yes. World Cup Finals? Yeah. You know, and, and then, it, of course, he, he went and done a lot of commentary, didn't he, in Spain? I mean, he was yeah, pretty big, yeah, Jerry Armstrong, yeah. over there. So and then, it, obviously, I think he was disappointed with what happened, what happened uh, out there with the uh, Sky rights or the TV rights. You know, but you're right. I mean, it, it, and he was, he's brilliant at commentary. Yeah. He's one of them I do like listening to. Yeah, you could listen to people of intelligence all night and uh, you could read his book all night as well. So coming out soon, Jerry Armstrong, My Story, My Journey. Um, second up is one that I've picked. I always look at uh, myfootballbooks.com and their Facebook and their Twitter accounts. And Andy's always posting up some fine books. And one coming out soon, written by his daughter, Lynn Hapgood. Uh, Eddie Hapgood, footballer by his daughter, Lynn Hapgood, is the extraordinary story of a young, unknown uh, boy from Bristol who captained Arsenal and England and became a national hero in the dark days of the 1930s. Now, I'd heard of that name, but I had no idea who Eddie Hapgood was, really, until I seen that book. I thought, aye, aye, let's have a look at that. No, I've not, I, I've not heard of him. It's not a name, what, you know, and it's not a name what, you know, you would see throughout football in general. You know, you, you do see certain names, what, will come through and you'll think, well, is that... I mean, there were a Huey Curran what played for um, Wolves. Who? Uh, people, oh, Hugh Curran. Curran. I always thought he was related to you, but he wasn't. And people, yeah, people said to me, is that... Yeah. Uh, but Curran's on a... Uh, and it is up in Scotland, but yeah. it's not, obviously, uh, down here. Yeah. Um, people, but that's not a name where... I, what stood out when I thought... No, I, even though uh, you were a certain names from the 30s and what have you, because you saw them through the football manual books. Yeah, absolutely. But you, don't, you don't see them anymore, really, do you? Well, the problem is with the modern game and the modern football fan, they're not really bothered about history. It's all about the now. It's not about the, yeah. the then. It's about the now. And but that's I, all Don't you think that's the same in any era, though, that? When I don't know, you know. The always want to look at history. Um, as a kid, I always wanted to know about older players. I'd listen to my dad. I mean, yeah, okay, I'd, I'd be taking down the blues and he'd, he'd point out Alan Hudson and, and Charlie George and uh, Tony Curry and all those players and watching Match of the Day and stuff. But I'd always like look back at players of, of the past and, you know, he'd tell me stories about Tom Finney and Stanley Matthews and Nat Lofthouse and, you know, all these great players, Nick Jimmy Bloomfield, who we covered last week and... Jimmy Greenoff, and I watched Jimmy when he played for Stoke, uh, Captain Stoke, and his return against Birmingham City scored a brace and broke his nose. <laughs> but, uh, but I always used to love to listen to the stories, and and my dad always used to have books. So me the, the football books got he gave them to me cousin, then my cousin passed them down. So I had loads of old programs and old football books, and I was always looking and reading them. So the youngers today, yeah, the youngers look at you today, and. I must admit, what you've been saying there, I agree wholeheartedly mm. with you, what you're saying there, but the youngers look at today, they look at you going, oh, they look, you know, that, that would all yesteryear. Yeah. 
They're laughing at things, not just football. What's the all into bloody silly PlayStation games? Well, this is the they're thing, so, so, yeah. Eh? This they're is the thing. Yeah, yeah. They're obsessed with PlayStation games and all that type of thing. And they spend more time on that type of thing than uh, looking and watching certain games itself. Yeah. And that's how they remember players of other teams. But yeah. you're right there. It, they took a lot of notice from the parents and talk about uh, great players of yesteryear. But, but nowadays, they, 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 they might watch the team and they might watch a live match. Other than that, they're on the PlayStations, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay, you know, again, playing devil's advocate, we didn't have them in those days. To nope. this day, I've never, ever played on a PlayStation or played a football game of yeah. any description on any computer. I think what went out when I was playing, um, Space Invaders. Yeah, they just come out on the Ataris. <laughs> but I've never liked any... Oh, like that I haven't, no. Just give me a football, or if I ain't got a football, a tennis ball, and as a kid, I'd take it out and play keepy-uppy and just banging the ball up against the wall if no one was playing football. We'd go over the fields and we'd, we'd play from, you know, till it went dark, and your mum would go, come on, you can't see the ball now. She, now we can still play, mum. can still see it. And, and we would literally play till it was pitch black. But, you know, and, and that's how we got our love and, and feel for the game of football. But say, Eddie Hapgood... Um, didn't realise that he was a milkman, a veggie, and a model. He modelled chocolate in the 30s. Incredible, isn't it? Well, when you look at it, footballers had to have a second job. Yeah, they did, yeah. You, I, yeah. Mean, Fanny Lee, I, mean, I mean, Fanny Lee turned out to be a very, very wealthy bloke. Mm -hmm. He got his head screwed on. But a lot of footballers, even when I were playing, had a second job type of thing. I mean, we ju I've just referenced Tom Finney, the, the Preston plumber. Plumber, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You know, it's a short career. People always are. Well, it, it is a short career. And when you finish playing football, you're still a young kid. You're still only, I mean, back yeah. in them days, probably late like 20s, early 30s, weren't you? 30s, yeah. Now they can go on a little bit longer. But very rarely you'll see a football player going on until like his mid-30s or late-30s. If they look after 30s. their money, they should not... Well, they can set themselves up a little business and, yeah. uh, and still have a good look. To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash srbmedia or just follow the links in the description. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.